empty yourself of everything. Let the mind become still. The ten thousand things rise and fall while the self watches their return. They grow and flourish and then return to the source. Returning to the source is stillness, which is the way of nature. You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. Welcome back to episode 111. This is your host, Miguel. And you're listening to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. So this past week, I was channel surfing on YouTube. And I was getting into that whole Battle of Kanai, 216 BC Hannibal versus the Roman Empire over there in Kanai. So looking at videos at that. And just myriad of other things, you know, historical reference stuff. And found myself amazed at how culture used to be and, you know, where we came from, where we are today. And how basically the whole living cycle, life cycle, hasn't changed at all in the sense of, you know, you do the same functions that we always have. The only thing that changes is the time we're in and the technology that we have. But looking back that far ago, you can see that they had something that, you know, I was looking for the word. When you look at a great structure like the pyramids or, you know, the Colosseum, and you have you are lost for words, but I, I, I came to the assumption or the realization that the best way that that could be worded would be the word logos. Not logos in a religious sense, but logos in a sense of what is right. You know, even within the molecular, molecular structure of an organism or petri dish or however you want to look at it, Organism will, organism will, organisms will naturally repel away from something that's hazardous or toxic or harmful and kind of gravitate towards that, which is healthy. Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, the book, you know, it's a tremendous book and videos on it. Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, tremendous. Epigenetics, check it out. But anyway, I digress. Watching... <coughs> Watching these great structures, it struck me that this is just basically logos, which means that which when you're when you're drawn to something that's healthy and organic and whole, that benefits the family, the individual, the society, you know, as a whole collectively, not just certain individuals. Some people have the feeling if they believe they're atheists or agnostic, if they don't believe in God or can, do not believe that God can be proven, they feel that that gives them the right to just not be subject to the law of God or the law of Logos. And it don't really get the two confused because you, you can absolutely be someone that doesn't believe in God but does understand and believe in Logos. You can call it karma. You know, it's something that's just been around forever. So it's very important that, you know, people create these word salads and they'll say, hey, you know, as you know, did you know that this group and that group, and they come up with a whole word salad to have you understand something that's not truth. Okay. The easiest way to make that determination if something is beneficial, something is logo, something is beneficial to you is see it by its fruits. Look at the direction that it's going in and understand that if it's something that's helping the family, something that's helping the individual, something that is beneficial to the society, you know. And oddly enough, you know, if if it has the first two in going in that direction, you know, usually 
the whole thing is going to be beneficial because logos is in that way okay it is like the philosopher's stone in the sense of that's as a result of following logos and, and allowing logos to thrive you have these great creations even the, the pyramids you know temple of karnak the Osirian, you know the 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 louvre museum even you know all of these different things these magnificent things that we have so it's important to understand that logos real is a real thing you know you don't necessarily have to be you know some religion or some sect to just to have an understanding of being drawn to that which is good and beneficial to all so uh, on that note i felt it good to get into like you know the socratic method socrates the foundations of philosophy which we know come from one of the first philosophers was Thylias in Ionia, which is modern-day Turkey, but at that time was Greece, greater Greece. So, yeah, the Socratic method with Socrates, you know, as, as he said, I all I know is I know nothing. Because you know why? With all of this madness going on, you have to put a structure to it and break it down and make a determination on what lens you're going to use. And this, it's never a good idea to use the inappropriate lens in the situation that you're in. And what I mean by lens is the way you view something and how you process it, you know. Like, you're going to process words from your, your your five-year-old different than you are from somebody, you know, on type square three in the morning, you know, asking you for a cigarette. You're going to perceive those words much different. So, your perception in many instances. So, tying the logos all in together... What I ended up recognizing really is the beauty of what each culture brings to the table as far as their history and what they've achieved and what they've done. You know, um, if we lose that, if we lose that connection to our past and to our culture, to our songs, to our plays, to, to whatever we, wherever we come from, then if we lose that, we lose everything because at that point everything is blended into one unknowable homogenous entity. And like a stew that, you know, might, the stew might sound good or taste good or present itself all visually, but it's going to lose that, that original spark, that primal spark that real cultural beauty has in all ways, you know, like different musics that you listen to, you know. So it's done on purpose that they want to stop that. So we have to dig down deeper and have an understanding of really our origins and where we come from and not just ourselves, but as, as a world culture, you know, try to learn as much as all, all, all of the cultures that, that are around us, you know, like the Sistine Chapel, you know, the the Great Wall of China, you know, it's a thing that's amazing, you know, it's put up to, to keep the Mongols out, and then what the Mongols did, amazing that you don't really hear it spoken to today, it was horrendous, it's bloody, but I mean, this is history, and this is what happened, you know, with Genghis Khan and Kublai Khan and the whole thing. There's a series on Netflix called Marco Polo that gets into it really really tremendous i think it's one or two seasons but i've watched it many times really really well done um on netflix marco polo about the cons so yeah when you think about the embodiment of divinity or that divine spark or just something beyond the self beyond the individual you know it boils down to logos or against logos and what we're seeing today is really a real drive away against Logos where it's breaking the family down 
and we have to be aware that that is the direction they're putting stuff in. So not only can we be neutral on the subject, but we have to have the tools necessary to defend ourselves from this assault that's being placed on us. And as I said, you know, the building blocks of that logos are just, you know, the scientific method when you think about something, observation, logic, are lenses that we can use. We can use the lens of Stoicism, of Taoism, which is the Chinese philosophy, you know, the way. Uh, objective thinking, the way we see everything. Well, objective or subjective. Objective is the way we everyone sees something. Subjective is the way I see it as an individual. Like, I might like this video game and you might not like it. So subjectively, I do like it. If they say something is objective, it's like something that, you know, generally it's accepted that that's the truth, you know? So, they're throwing like a, a, a word salad out of this. I was looking at certain dates, and from what I see, the Roman Empire, like, lasted just about 700 years, was the greatest empire that ever existed, that we have an understanding of. And when you dig deeper into into it, the structure of the Roman Empire, although it had it had its negative things, was a great thing, you know. So it's good to recognize history and see the facts and truths and the patterns that we have in history to guide us towards a better future, you know. Um, we're gonna listen to a little clip here that's gonna run about four minutes, some masterful guitar playing and some really masterful flamenco singing so yeah just check this out it's about four minutes and uh, yeah and then we'll get into the next section <laughs>
Aquí la camisita, la camisita, que en dolor. Échale agua el caparazón de la tortuga, que está sequito, compadre. So right now I'm going to play two clips from uh, Don Lemon, uh, CNN, you know, that news program. And this guy has real issues. I don't know what they are, man, but there's some major issues this guy has and the stuff that he spouts out the hate. He's the one with the hate speech. So I'm going to play a couple of clips of Don Lemon. And the first one, he's just making some commentary in general and then on the second one he's speaking to actually a sheriff and his name is sheriff david clark i forget what ta what uh, state he's from but david clark he's a marshal police marshal happens to be a, a black gentleman you know so as he speaks just keep that in mind because he, he's also a police officer and he identifies with both being a black person and also being you know law enforcement so it's very interesting the way Don Lemon tries to chop this guy down with his own agenda, whatever that agenda it might be. So just pay, pay close attention to the choice of words that, that goes on here and what Don Lemon tries to do and how this sheriff puts him, just puts him right in his place. So check it. But we keep thinking that the biggest terror threat is something else. Some, some, some people who are marching you know, towards the border like it's imminent. And when the last time they did this, a couple hundred people came and they, you know, most of them did get into the country. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. And we have to start doing something about them. There is no travel ban on them. There is no ban on, you know, they had the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. So what do we do about that? Three officers dead, three wounded in Baton Rouge, a really tough day for Baton Rouge and for the country, really. Here to talk about how to keep our police safe is Sheriff David Clark of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. He is going to be speaking at the Republican convention tomorrow night. Sheriff, thank you uh, very much for that horrific day. I spoke to uh, the heads of the Sheriff Department, the Police Department, and uh, the state police down there, and they told us how their hearts were reeling. 
their message is peace and coming together in the country. What's your message? <laughs> you don't believe that for one minute, do you? That their message is? Yeah. Uh, that's what they said to me. Okay. Yeah, believe them. Of Any protests them over the deaths of these cops today in Baton Rouge? I don't know that. I don't know that. Any riots or protests over the uh, uh, police officers in Dallas, Texas? What are you asking? It's a pretty simple question. I asked you if what's your message to the people, their message is one of peace. What is your message? My message has been clear from day one two years ago. This anti-cop sentiment from this hateful ideology called Black Lives Matter has fueled this rage against the American police officer. I predicted this two years ago. So you, what I, what I, what I want to know, sure? know... Okay, sure. Do I want to know? With all due respect, do you know that this was because of that? Do we yes, know I that do. As a law enforcement officer? I've been watching this for two years. I predicted this. This anti-police rhetoric sweeping the country yeah. has turned out some hateful things inside of people that are now playing themselves out on the American police officer. I want to know, with all of the black-on-black -black violence in the United States of America, by the way, when the tragedies happened in Louisiana and Minnesota, do you know that 21 black people were murdered across the United States? Well, the, well, there was was black, there any reporting there was on that? a black that? officer who was killed today. But let, let's, was let's, there any reporting on Sheriff, that? Sheriff, please, let's just, keep, let's just keep the volume down here. So I understand. And, I, and listen, I don't I got, I'm I looking don't at disagree. three dead cops uh, this week, Sheriff, and I'm looking just, at five last please. year. Are you trying to tell me to keep it down? Just please. If you will just please. We can keep it civil. So, because with uh, the message to people at home, I'm sure you want is one of civility. I wish, Don. I, want, I wish I would you like had that have, message I would of like civility. To have a conversation toward with this you. hateful ideology. These I, purveyors I of don't hate. Know what my message is. That's what, what I want to say do. to you is these well, people let me preach vile and virtue. We'll be right in the back. Name We're going to go to break, hate. and we'll be right back. All I want to do is have a conversation. I can't have a conversation with you if we're both talking at the same time. What it sounds like to me is that you're accusing me of violence and supporting something, a narrative that I'm not necessarily in support of. And if you're, if that's what you're accusing me of violence, then you can leave. That's not true. I don't support violence of any type against police officers, against anyone. So if you're accusing me of that, then you're welcome to leave. But if you want to have a conversation, I am more than willing to welcome a conversation with you. I don't disagree with you about there is a narrative across the country that could be harming uh, police officers. But we don't know right now as someone who's in law enforcement, if that was the actual cause of it. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Do we know that, the, that generally the American law enforcement officers are racist? Do we know this? Go on. I ask a is question. That, is that, a, is that a, do I know American general law enforcement are racist? Yeah. I don't think anyone is accusing. If you're, if you're insinuating that people are accusing or saying that law enforcement across this country as a whole are racist, then your assumption is wrong. First I, of all, this whole anti-police rhetoric is based on a lie. There is no data, and you know this, there is no data, there is no research that proves any of that nonsense. None. Even it, you'd have to be more specific about what data and what nonsense you're talking about. That law enforcement officers treat black males different than white males in policing in these urban there centers. There is data that supports There is that. not data. Uh, no, 
the, the president the president spoke about it. Cedric Alexander, the who is a law enforcement The president has been officer. lying about it. He said it again the other day when he said black males are two times more likely to be shot by a law enforcement officer than white males. Don, that is a lie. That is not a lie. It is a lie. Yes. Show me. The research show that, me. The research show that, it we to me, have, that we have from the Washington Post that, that the Washington Post study. debunked also that nonsense. There's also research. He also said Sheriff, this time. There's also research. He continues. From a Harvard professor that also showed that black people are treated more aggressively by police officers. No, you are wrong people. in your interpretation of that Harvard study because I read the study. That's not what he said. He that said he was surprised to find he was surprised that to find that in shootings of the of the most severe in shootings that he found no evidence that there was a difference. Also, it should be noted that that study was a very small sampling of police departments across the country. Many people did not find it credible, but it is also interesting that in that research he found that blacks were treated differently when it came to aggressive policing. But for the most egregious shootings, he found no difference. That's what that study showed. Well, based on what? Just generally? Are we talking about high crime areas? About Are we talking about police, police officers being the under attack? Because let's go back to where this whole thing started in Ferguson, Missouri. Sure. The sure. lie With was hands respect, up, don't shoot. Lumping a whole bunch of things into one. If okay. we can do one specific That's thing where this whole it, phony movement we'll started. It started out as hands You're up, don't shoot. You're talking about Black Lives Matter. Right. Okay. So if you if you want to if you you would need to speak to someone who is a member of Black Lives Matter about whether they are have perpetrated a fraud on the American people. That's up to Black Lives Matter. That's not me. I'm neither neither a member of Black Lives Matter. I'm neither a supporter or someone who doesn't support them. I simply report on Black Lives Matter. Do you condemn the anti-police rhetoric? coming from this hateful ideology. As a journalist sitting here on television, I don't have to condemn anyone, that, anything. That is something that well, you should I do. ask well, I other do. people around the country I that condemn their jobs to condemn Just that. like I condemn I the hateful the ideology out of groups like the KKK, all right? I condemn it. There is no place in American discourse for that sort of vile, vitriolic hate coming out of this ideology. This has fueled and fan the flames of this anger toward the American police officer. There's only one group in America, one time, that truly cares about the lives of black people in these urban ghettos. And it's the American police officer who goes down there on a daily basis, puts their life on the line to protect who? Black people. So when you say we just want to have a conversation, let's have a conversation about the black-on-black -black crime, which kills more black males, which is more of a threat to any black male in the United States than a, than a, than a law enforcement officer. Sheriff, yes, that's a, whole, that's a different conversation. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. There is an issue when it comes to violence. Black-on-black -black crime or black, it's, it's crime. White people kill white people tend to kill uh, white people. You know, black people tend not to kill black people. Not, not in the okay, numbers. That's fine, but that's a different conversation. I don't conversation. care who white that people are That is a different killing. conversation than police brutality. And we're not having that conversation right now. What and again, I want, was, I want to be very clear with you. you I condemn was, all violence of any type, was, just, just for the record. Was the situation between Mike Brown and Darren Wilson, was that police brutality? But we're not talking about Mike yes or and no. Darren Wilson. I am. No, if you're asking me, if you're asking me what the Justice Department showed, the Justice Department showed that, that it exonerated Officer Darren Wilson.
and that the hands up, don't shoot narrative was a false narrative. That has been reported by and CNN that and by others. Was another phony report. What does that, that have was to debunked. do with Baton Rouge, Louisiana? All right, because when you take in what does that have when you to do take with in Baton Rouge, rates of involvement in violent crime and crime in general, but violent crime, you're going to see that black males are <laughs> overrepresented. Yeah. Overrepresented. In terms of being involved in violent crime, that's going to mean sure. more arrests. That's going to mean more people going to prison. This stuff has already been debunked. Sure. That's a different conversation. Every one time, many every don't, time you many, don't have a response to something I it's say, not you that, say it's, it's not a different that I don't have a response to you. Is that we're having two different conversations? I'm talking about. I'm asking the questions here. You're answering the questions by asking questions about some other subject that we're not discussing. We're talking about this hateful ideology called Black Lives Matter. I mean, you said you're not a member. You can't be a member. It's not that's, an organization. That's There's no what, structure. That's what, that's what you're talking about. It is an ideology. Listen, I understand, I understand, and it is a hateful I understand that ideology. you're very, I understand it's a very these stressful These individuals. And Sheriff, we, we appreciate you coming on. They preach Thank vile you. and vitriol in the name of virtue. Yeah, thank you, Sheriff. We appreciate it. So what I'm saying is you have to be very careful what lens you use to critically evaluate what's taking place, whether it's in the moment, historically, decisions that you, you find yourself needing to make, stuff that's very simple, stuff that's very important, just... Very, very important that you have an understanding of your foundation, where you're coming from, and what lens that you're using. Critical thinking that you're applying to any given method. You know, again, the approaches are going to be the scientific method, you know, observation, logic. Uh, like I said, Stoicism, Taoism. The interesting thing with the Taoism and the Stoicism is that they blend in perfectly together. I see Stoicism really being an extension, whether Taoism is, a, is an extension of Stoicism or Stoicism is an extension of Taoism, whatever wordplay you want to use, it's basically the same teaching. Where you're breaking everything down to its simple, simplest components, to its simplest breakdown, make a determination on the way you deal with that situation and the capabilities that you have and, and taking control over that and then what you have no control over, kind of don't delegate it away, but just being aware that you have no control over it, so don't let it drive you mad. That's kind of like what I'm getting at with this with this episode here, in that we need to not just passively wait for our old history and teachings and culture to come to us, but we have to aggressively pursue that those teachings. I was listening to a lot of classical, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, but that's like a Spanish background. So I'm listening to old culture, you know, not cultural, but just music from, from my island, Puerto Rico, and from Spain, obviously, our heritage goes to Spain. And they have some, like, tremendous different types of guitar, like flamenco and classical. And they baruch just everything. Really, really, it's really, really touching. You know, you have the gypsies down there in Andalusia. They're playing that classical flamenco in those caves. And it's, it's amazing you know, the passion that they have for that culture and for that music. It's amazing. I love it. So... Yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can look at things, and, and the trouble is that you, you have to have that in your reach, in your toolbox, in your realm, that you can apply these different lenses or disciplines to apply critical thinking to the situation that you're in or the challenges that you're facing. Listening to, like, mumble rap or worrying about how you're going to get the 
gator shoes is not going to help you towards the ultimate final good decisions that you're going to make. You have to make a commitment to enriching the self, whatever avenue or, or, or way you go about doing that. Everybody has their own path that they go down, and, you know, could be completely coincidental or whatever. But you need to, to apply some type of proven processing software in your brain to make value judgments that are correct and consistent with flourishing, you know, and what enriching the family. This is all positivity. And we're hidden with enough negativity where they're ripping us apart, obviously, with these different value judgments that put it. Every group is, is getting upset. Everything is racism or anti-Semitism or, you know, class warfare. You know, clearly there's some groups that are being oppressed and we need to deal with that on an, uh, on a basis where we're helping the person that oppressed. You don't help somebody by oppressed by killing other innocent people that have never done anything against you. And that's where the Logos comes in. If you follow Logos and have an understanding of truth and Logos, you'll know that killing innocent people and children and mothers and women and everything like that is, is not cool. So that's not complicated, but some people don't either don't choose the right lens to make the observation or choose choose the lens of I'm always right, you know, be, just because I said so, why, why, why. We all know where that comes from. So you got to build up the self. Again, I'm going to get some somewhat into the Taoism, right? So the one thing I love about the Taoist way of thinking is that it can really be applied to anything, any situation, any given time. But there's certain moments that it kind of screams out to you the way, the, the way the Tao unfolds itself. It'll it'll literally, if you have a, if if you have a true understanding of it and you follow it, follow the way. It'll just yell at you and say, "Hey, you know, look at this dummy," and you're like, "Holy, holy sweat!" It's just the Taoist the way it is. Or, or or you'll have to make a decision. It's just so obvious because you know you just see it in a Taoist way. You know, and looking at it, something in a Taoist way has nothing to do with my belief in Jesus or Logos or anything else. It's it's just applying a discipline that's necessary at that given point in time. Da Taoism isn't a religion. It's a way of thinking. And it doesn't mention God anywhere in the Tao. Or, or Buddhism, it doesn't mention God. It just speaks about the self. And it's a perfect balance between when, when you do the Buddhism and the Taoism. It's a perfect balance between the two because the Buddhism has a structured way of looking at things to explain how they're broken down, whereas the Taoist way doesn't really explain anything to you. You have to make that evaluation yourself through through the criti critical lenses of Taoism, which is just basically the expression of nature while removing the ego, the observation of nature while removing the ego's Taoism, which is why you either get it or you don't get it. You know, so... We're, we're losing touch with that. You don't hear these conversations taking place as much where people really want to delve deep into the philosophies. They kind of cover it briefly and they skip on to the next subject and they talk about it like it's, you know, a laundry list to get, you know, cheese, butter, and eggs. You know, it's not that simple. You have to have the, all of these disciplines in your toolbox, even, even if just at a superficial level. So... You have logo, logos, but there's a thing that is also a rejection of logos, which which is happening today. It's a reject, rejection of logos and a rejection of conducting oneself in a way that benefits all mankind. 
uh, rejection of logos is really put, putting yourself in a position where you're going to hurt others to benefit yourself. And now you're going against logos, which is clear. That's a clear-cut decision to go against logos, to go against the way to incur that negative karma, or however spiritual, religious, or philosophical way you want to want to go against it. Let's say Socrates would say it goes against your ethics because Socrates started using the lens of ethics. So there's, we need to build ourselves up in an understanding of what's taking place. This way we build ourselves up. We have these conversations and other others begin to build themselves up because we need to build up the strength and the muscle, as it were, of our psychological, logical, deductive, observational, and logical thinking. Because we've it's, we've been just lied to for so long, misled for so long, and just given a sung a song as I call it. You're singing me a song, meaning you're bullshitting me for so long that we got to shake all that rust off and begin to see things the way they really are, right? And the only way to do that critically and truthfully is is the critical thinking method and and the, using the correct lenses to process the information in front of you. So it doesn't come overnight. And for those faint, faintly thinking people, I don't recommend it because it'll keep you up at night just thinking of how messed up really a lot of these situations are as far as the enslavement that we are to the Federal Reserve Bank, to indebtedness, and how they just create money out of nowhere and profit from it while not working or contributing anything. But you know what? You know, our tax dollars goes, goes to warfare. That's basically what's happening right now. I'm tired of warfare, and I'm tired of rejection of logos. It's time to get back to Logos because once you reject Logos, it becomes a very slippery slope. And word salads that are put in front of you of why it's okay to kill kids and steal from people and have the medic have a medical situation that's in place for profit. They just want to make money as opposed to a true true medical system that benefits all. Right, not for profit, but for the benefit of people getting the most value out of their dollar as opposed to companies making profit. It's all profit driven right now. So we're not gonna, we're not going to get to the negative end of it. You know, another book that I'll bring up that I that I bring up occasionally is the Book of Five Rings, which is Marimoto Matsushitu, Japanese, the greatest Japanese uh, shogun, or samurai fighter rather, samurai fighter of all time. And his book is the Book of Five Rings, which teaches true true discipline and ways of looking at. At things you know how to deconstruct something and build it back up together just talking about footwork and strategy and ways of thinking and patterns of nature it's amazing amazing book also the hagakuru which are it's translated it's a japanese book written by samurais hagakuru translated hidden leaves and it's just some sayings that'll just it's just crazy stuff gotta get into that so many different books um you can you can learn from and benefit from so back to the structure in order to make a determination of, uh, of 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 an organism of a thing of a situation of a government of a school system of healthcare system or whatever you have to sit back and look logically and say why are our roads crumbling and our our kids are being taught misinformation in school being brainwashed because compare the truth what they're being taught in school to really what the truth is right why is all of this taking place and if you don't have the ability to remove you know your ego and what you've been taught and what's been drummed down 
you know, your th thought patterns, you know, just driven upon you, browbeat upon you, you'll, you'll never figure it out and you'll never be able to connect the dots because it's really hypnotization and they get you from a hypnagogic state those first six years when you're a kid, they brainwash you into, you know, thinking thinking their way that, that what's being hammered down your throat is always correct and, and it's not easy to just pull away and get your little little lens pack and start viewing things critically, you know, through the appropriate lenses that you need to use. So I'm sure there's going to be some of you that understand what I'm saying and some don't. So if you don't understand, try to make an effort to try to understand and, and, and expand your consciousness and your mind as far as the disciplines that you apply. That's, that's the problem. Everybody swears they're right, but you have to... You have to lubricate the gears of consciousness, man, and you have to expand a little bit and, and make interpretations on life that are that one part of you think it may be inconsistent with another part, but they all synchronize together at the end of the day. Right? So that's why that's why the philosophy is so tremendous, whether Eastern philosophy, Greek philosophy, or Eastern Eastern philosophy is amazing because it gives you the ability not only to apply strategically selected lenses to the situation but it also gives you the view of balance of why things do take place the way they do and understand that you know if you if you're on the high cloud and you're, you're floating and everything is great have an understanding because as you as you, you think it's going to keep going forever and you're going to go so high eventually you're going to crash down and there's going to be lows and it's just a cycle of life the way things are in all things to all people it's like this economy has been booming for the past you know 25 years give me a break it's all an illusion. It's a big casino. So anyway, I digress. Having the ability to make these determinations doesn't come easy. And whether you listen to these books on YouTube or you read them yourself, I believe that there's benefit, especially for a young person, to read these books. Making that connection between the eye, the vision, and the brain, just sitting there in a quiet place, just reading some of these books, like the Dharmapada, the words of Buddha, reading them, the Tao Te Ching, reading that to yourself and going over it, or listening to it on YouTube, getting the right interpretation, which is more uh, ac accurate. So, the every, the main thing today is confrontation, you know this, what is this called, Antifa, anti-fascists, who are the biggest fascists because they're trying to restrict, restrict people's speech. They're the only group that's really trying to stop all of this free speech. George Soros funds them. Um, Antifa, right? So they have the right to hit people in the head with crowbars. And I forget Andy, whatever his name is, he got hit in the head with, you know, they were thrown, I don't know what they were throwing at him, but they, he had a brain hemorrhage and suffered really a tremendous beating by them. He got cut open and all he is is a journalist walking around. He wasn't bothering anyone. He's innocent. So, but the police can stand by and watch this take place. Again, this is not going to be a negative podcast, but these are things you have to be observant of just to be able to select the correct lens to view this whole situation and what's taking place right now. You have to get out your bullshit the monitor lens to see all the bullshit in front of you. Like that movie with uh, Roddy Piper, I forget the name of it, Obey, where he put the sunglasses on and he would see these skeleton forms and shit. i never seen the whole movie through, but it's speaks a lot of truth from the clips that I saw. So, very, very important to apply the appropriate lens to everything that you're watching and not just accept everything that's put in front of you because 
that's a very childish way of looking at, at our creation and looking at the, what you need to do for yourself. And people are so preoccupied with things that, are, that have no real direct effect on themselves. They worry about things that they have no control over, which is not the stoic way. You know, some interesting philosophers that you might want to listen to that, um, again, I was YouTubing like crazy. This guy's name is Diogenes. Okay, he was crazy. He lived in like a clay barrel and he hung out with, uh, you check him out, Diogenes. He was crazy. One time it said that Alexander the Great during his conquest came to, asked of Diogenes where he is and, and, and the, the myth is that Alexander the Great said to Diogenes, Diogenes, what, what do you ask of me or whatever? And he looked at me and he said, I asked the great Alexander the Great that you get out of my sunlight, you're blocking my light. I don't know how true that is. It's probably a myth, but it speaks a lot um, to it because even though he was like a bum, you didn't, no matter what you said to him, he had the perfect response. And I think, yes, I think he was a cynic. I think he started the school of cynicism, which are one of the major schools, which is cynicism, Stoicism, and uh, there's a number of them. Epicureanism, which is the, hap the pursuit of happiness. So they're, they're very interesting, and, and all of are equally helpful. So at the end of the days, we have to press off. There's endless war that's being put before us. You know, we have to end these wars right now because innocent innocents are suffering for for power and money, and that's wrong. And we have to steer the family in the right direction and society in the right direction as far as making decisions that are going to benefit the family and the whole, taking care of our kids, taking care of the, the elders, and following logos. Not necessarily God. I didn't use the word God, but I'm using the word logos, following truth. So, and which is, which is the right way, you know, like natural law. Mark Passio, I think, talks a lot about natural law. He goes on for like five hours, and it's worth listening to the, those long speeches by him. He's, he's intense, to say the least. Black belt material. Definite black belt material. So, what I'm, what I'm saying is this. You make an effort to get an education, to go all the way through high school, and then some make the commitment to go to college. You learn how to play a guitar. You, you have all of these different... Uh, disciplines that you apply yourself to to learn, but a lot of people make do not make the effort to enrich their, the way they think and, and their way of understanding and their knowledge on life and on different subjects and how these subjects all integrate and connect at the end of the day. They don't do that. They just allow other people to do their thinking for them, which is living basically just slightly above the level of an animal. You know, you just hum along, you know, and that's it. You're not aware of what's taking place as far as your, your brother man or whatever whatever else may be t happening. You know, you're know you not observing patterns and timing in life. So it's time to stop that and start really help, looking out for the greater good or logos, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it on here. I'm going to uh, play a couple of clips and then we're going to go from there. Thank you. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, 
And I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.